Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. I uh, appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. And it's in the middle of the summer now, July 20th. Is that the middle? Maybe not till the end of July. I don't know. But we're in summer, and it's hot out here in Southern California. I don't know wherever you are if it's hot. But, ouch. And we're seeing plenty of volatility in the stock market. You saw yesterday how far it fell, and then you saw today back up uh, 550 points for the Dow. So, still down for the two days, but volatility is 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 growing it's getting worse not better and i think we'll be we will see volatility through the rest of the summer and into the fall i think so just i think we just have to get used to it. how to deal with it don't don't panic out i got a call from one of my family members yesterday when the market was going down sharply and after i got off the phone i said you know some people should not just be in the market that's all there is to it. You can't handle this kind of volatility. You shouldn't be in the market. And I did express that <laughs> because that's what the market is, volatility. So our to- our program and podcast today, we operate with the same mission statement as we do every day, independent thinking and shared success. And we do that. We say that. We really mean it, that we will be independent. We are independent, and we will share uh, all our information with you. And we hope you'll share yours with us. We want to hear your opinions. And, you know, it's okay to disagree. I've never had a problem with disagreeing with somebody. I mean, and I also listen to the the disagreement. What are they saying? I don't try to just dismiss it. Because a lot of people, you got to learn to argue. A lot of people don't listen to the other person's side. So then you can then determine if that's legitimate. Or where that where they're getting where they're wrong, instead of just both of you yelling your points of view, doesn't work that way. So that's what we try to do. We try to give as clear and concise information as we can, but we're willing to willing to accept your information as long as it's accurate. We'll 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 take in consideration. Be happy to discuss it with you. So. We always, you know, we we also do it with a un, with no bias, one way or another. It's it's not, you know, we don't have a bias for anything. We try to be clear and and just try to portray the facts as they are. Try to understand how that should that's going to affect the stock or the stock market. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me. Give me a call. Your financial investment questions are always important for the show because. They, they drive us in the direction we all want to go. In fact, you can call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. We're live every day, 4 to 5 Pacific time. 
Or if you can't call during the live show, you can still leave your questions, and we will get to those questions. So let's go ahead and go straight to our listener line question. Hello, Steve or Justin. This is Nathan from Wisconsin. I love your show. I love all you guys do. So I have a question for you. I own West Frazier Timber. It's up 15% since I bought it. And I got an offer for them to purchase shares through a Dutch auction at a price of anywhere between $85 and $98. I was wondering if I should go ahead and do that or after they do that, if the stock's just going to go up because they're looking at purchasing, um, I believe, a billion dollars in share buybacks. I'd appreciate the answer. I Hopefully I'll hear it on podcast. Thank you. Well, I think you should. Uh, I think you should probably take your profits. I, I think that makes sense. West Fraser Timber Limited, eight point three billion dollar company, headquarters in Vancouver, Canada. Canadian company manufacturing distributes wood products for home construction with more than sixty facilities. The reason why I'm saying that is they're going to make twenty eight dollars and thirty eight five cents this year, which is really huge amount of money. It made twelve dollars and thirty cents a share last year. And next year, it's going to go down to 11.30. So it's going to return to its normal pace of earnings. So I'm thinking, you know, just because the sales have been so strong this most recent quarter, I think we're near a peak here. And the stock looks like it rolled over to me. Um, I think it's, yeah, I, I'd take it. I'd be gone. Time to, time to move on to something else. Now, it doesn't mean it's a bad stock. It's a great stock. Uh, good return, great return on equity, real strong cash flow. Uh, I just and the the mutual funds are institutional ownership doubled in the last year. You know that, that's very very unusual, very unusual. But it's not going to double next year. See, so, so you've you've got all the best benefit out of it. I think that's what I think. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. My focus point today concerns the story behind the question. The coming Robinhood IPO, could the valuation be worth $35 billion? Mm. We'll talk about that. They, they wanted to bring the stock out at about 38 to $42 a share. And they're going to issue 55 million shares. Is it worth it? My trivia question will focus on some of the highly recognizable brands that have disappeared. You'll know the names, but you may not remember what happened to them. That's going to be my trivia question at the halfway point of the show. Other topics I want to get to, if we can. Bitcoin is at $29,600. Did you know Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin? Well, did it make money? Now, remember, remember that when Bitcoin went up to, what, 50000 Now it's back to twenty-nine. Uh, are you on track saving for retirement? So how much, how many times your annual salary should you have saved or invested uh, based on your age, 55, 50, 55, 60, and then full retirement age is 67? How much money, how many times your annual salary should you have? And finally, are you considered middle class? You know how they always say, well, we're, we're going to tax the rich. Well, what's middle class these days? By its state, by the way. So I picked this number of states. I picked one, two, three, four to share with you what their salaries. And I'm talking about just a couple with no kids and a couple with two kids, so two and four people in the household. 
Those are things we'll get to, hopefully. The market had a big update after a big, bigger down day yesterday. The market was up 550, 550 points on the Dow, 224 points on the NASDAQ, and 65 points, 65 points on the S&P 500. So not a bad day at all. Okay? Um, 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. We're headed into a quick break. My phones are open. They're always open. 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278 is the number. And when people uh, people uh, invest the time to leave an Invest Talk podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their question quickly. So here are some questions from iTunes reviews. Uh, this is from Busta. I learned a lot listening to your show. What would be a good exit point for OKE? Got it in March of 2020. And it's had a solid run since. Okay, so you're just looking for an exit point. Now, not or he is not asking should they hold it or buy more, but they're asking for his exit point out of it. So therefore, we're looking at a chart. Okay, and one of the one of the one exit point is right around forty nine dollars, which it hit very close to yesterday. That would be an exit point, and another one would be if you want to give it a little bit more room, be about forty five. Those would be the exit points. Okay, another call-in about Carnival Cruise. Um, my name is Manuel from Texas. I would love if you guys could evaluate Carnival Cruise line, CCL is the symbol. Around the $20 uh, mark, been, uh, been sold down quite a bit off its highs. Think the risk-reward is greater, I hear? CCL started sailing again and padded its balance sheet with over 9 Billion dollars through a share dilution. That means they issued a bunch of more shares to produce money. They've also said they no longer plan to issue shares as they feel good about the protection they have with the cash on hand. So CCL, Carnival Cruise, everybody, should you own it, buy it, sell it, keep it? It has gone down sharply from the $30 level down to down to $21.19 today, up a little bit today. Had a big down day in the last two, three days. Well, they're only going to make 19 cents next year after losing $5.72 a share this year, losing $7.47 a share next year, last year. So all of it, it's all about a recovery. Do you think they're going to get back to where they were making $3 and $4, an, uh, $3 and $4 a share back in 2016, 17, 18, and 19? $3 to $4 a share is what they were making. So are they going to get back to that? I think they will. But it might take some time. If they do, when they do, the stock price will be higher than twenty-one dollars. It'll probably return to the forty, fifty-dollar area when that happens. So that's how you look at that. Justin, and I thank everyone who makes takes the time to rate our podcasts on iTunes. You, you're you you taking time out to do that 
gives us a good uh, gives us good exposure, and we appreciate it. We appreciate that exposure um, because we're always looking to, for new listeners. Huh? We want them, so thank you. Now, let's keep things moving and go back to an Invest Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier from a listener in Chicago. Hey guys, this is David from Chicago. I'm calling about Exxon Mobil XOM. I bought this back in October at about $34 a share, and it was less than a full position then. Now I'm up about 72%. For a while, it was bouncing around in the $63, $64 range, but now, uh, along with pretty much the whole sector, it seems like it's just rolling over. So I'm wondering, should I secure at least some of my profits now or hold on and ride this out? Thanks a lot. Well, for that kind of profit margin, you might want to take some off the table. You've made a ton of money, 70% uh, increase in the stock. I don't like getting out of it because it pays a 6.2% dividend at this price. And you bought it much cheaper than this, so your dividend is probably close to 8% or so. So, you know, that's that's tough for me to sell that. I, I'm a long-term holder on ExxonMobil because of the dividend. They're going to make $4.67 next year. This year, they're going to make $3.93 a share. So at $4.67 and a stock price of $55, that is a very, very reasonable, very low valuation. So um, I wanna, I'm tending to hold on to it. But I would take profits, some of my profits. I wouldn't sell all of it, but I'd take some. Maybe sell maybe a third or a half. You said you only got a half position, and that's too bad. But, you know, you did what you did, and there's nothing wrong with it. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Bitcoin went down to $29,600 or so at this point per coin. And Tesla invested about $1.5 billion in Bitcoin. And according to Fortune magazine, they doubled their money, and now they've lost all of all of their profits. So, so, yeah, it's a you know it's it's a roller coaster ride, roller coaster ride for any of those cryptocurrencies. Be very very careful. Okay, um, this is Vestock. So why are we here? Why am I doing this podcast? I love doing this podcast. I, I really enjoy sharing information and listening to clients' questions or listeners' questions. And I knew you. I know you need strategies. I know you need help, and I'm willing to do it. Justin and I were, were happy to provide that help. We're headed into a quick break, and the best talk anytime listener line number is open, 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. Hi, Steve and Justin. I was wondering if you guys could just elaborate on how much you should check your portfolio like should you check it daily or weekly or monthly i've been reading a lot of articles that say you shouldn't check daily but does it matter or how much should you check it thanks guys well the, okay that's really a good question and 
it goes to the it goes to you to the individual. Okay, um, I check it all the time, right? Every day. I mean, but if you're one of those kinds of people that kind of get upset about it going down, like yesterday is a good example. You had a big down day, and you're all upset by how much it went down that yesterday. The market fell hard, and you're concerned, and maybe I should check my portfolio to see how it's doing. Then I would say, don't check it daily. Don't even check it weekly. Okay, maybe once a quarter. If you're one of these, if if you're one of these people that, gee, I'm just curious, but I don't care because I'm going to stay with my stocks. Then uh, you can check it daily. It's all because you don't want to be pushed around with emotions, your own emotions, and that's a key. Understanding your own emotions and how it may drive you. Okay, you don't want to be making decisions based on emotions. You know, you want to make the decision based on what's best to do. And whenever there's a doubt of what to do, do nothing. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. So it depends on you. If you're very calm and you don't react to it, and some people think they're very calm. Yeah, I'm very calm. I, oh, it went down. But I'm going to get out anyways. Well, see, the emotion snuck up on you. It really, in your head, you're saying you're calm, but really you're reacting to what you're seeing in your portfolio. You shouldn't be reacting to what you see in the portfolio. You bought those stocks for a specific reason, and if you wrote down the reasons, you could refer to those reasons and say, this is why I bought the stock, and that hasn't changed, therefore I don't care what it did today. You see, that's what it's for. Anyways, so it depends on you. I wish I could answer that question, but it depends on you. I have to see what type of person you are. My focus point today concerns the um, a story behind the question, the coming Robinhood IPO, could the valuation be worth $35 billion? Now, Robinhood, of course, has been a pretty uh, successful company in attracting a lot of beginners into the market, right? Because it's easy, simple, on your phone, and you can do it with very little money. So Robinhood is seeking a valuation of $35 billion. How much money do you think they make? They make no money. Okay, remember, it's a stock trading app. And it's going to try to sell 30, the, 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 like 50 million, 55 million shares for $38 to $42 a share. That would raise about $2.3 billion in cash for them. But it doesn't make any money. What it does have is sales. Okay, it has lots of sales. Uh, let's see. Uh, in 2021, the revenue sales was 546 million and 574 million the year after. This would be an, a 129% increase from 244 million in 2020. So that's a huge increase. Sales are dramatically rose, and that's very good. That means it's worth something, and is it worth though the amount they're asking for? You know me, I don't like to buy stocks that don't make money. How much money did they lose? Okay, they lost $537 million. And they expect to lose $487 million in the second quarter of 2021. Okay, this year. Well, when will they see profits? Okay, when they we. We don't know yet. They don't. They're not giving us that number. So, is it a is it a great company? Is it something you should buy? Remember, I don't believe you should buy any IPO. Wait six months or more because you want to see the insiders 
do their trading. They get to start selling the stock after six months. We want to see what they're doing. Will, they, will their actions drive the stock price down? This is going to be an interesting IPO. I'm, I'll be interested to see how, how successful it will come out. I think that they'll do well. I do. But we'll see. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Um, my focus point today was uh, the Robinhood IPO, but you do know there's about, I think, like 18, 19 IPOs coming out shortly. Quite a few this year already. So it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting year. You know, the market has, whenever you get a lot of IPOs in a year, that means that the investors are pretty confident about the market. Because remember, who's taking these companies IPO? Initial public offer, bringing them to you and me to buy and sell on the exchange. Those are the banks, the big money banks, Goldman Sachs of the world, Wells Fargo. You know, those kind of people. And they're pretty pretty savvy. Why? Remember, they have to support that IPO. In other words, they have to own the stock. And they have to, you know, con- they put it out there in the float. But they have to buy the shares if they don't get sold. And then they support the stock. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, so as we go to break here. Anytime Justin and I read a story about IPOs, we are careful to warn you about them, as you know. But as we go to break, can you name four or five companies that have made the list of corporate downfalls? I'm talking about highly recognizable names that were once respected brands but are now defunct. At the break, I will supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. Can you name four or five of these companies? I can. I can do it at the top of my head, but maybe you can't. Be great. I'll give I'll give you a list of them. 888-992-4278. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, 
I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations! You've found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed, Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line, 888 99Chart. Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia question. Can you name four or five companies that have made the list of corporate downfalls? I am talking about highly recognizable names that were once respected brands, but now are gone. So here's some names of a few. Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? That was the time when Blockbuster was uh, in everyone's go-to place for getting movie rentals. I did it. I did it for a long time. But then came Netflix, right? And initially, Blockbuster... Blockbuster you know, dismissed Netflix, but that was a mistake. So it went bust in 2010. Borders Books. Borders was the second largest bookstore chain. Okay. Uh, it, it was liquidated in that since 2011. It initially thrived thanks to its you know big stores. I really like going there. That's how I like books. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, but, you know, Amazon came along, killed it. TWA. Many of you probably don't even know TWA. The older people would remember TWA. Big, big airline. Start its roots, back, the roots of the company date back to 1930. It expanded and modernized under the leadership of uh, Howard Hughes during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. It fared pretty well in the U.S. airline deregulation. Deregulation of the U.S. airline was 1978. You probably don't remember but back then, it cost about $1,000 to fly from L.A. to New York. 1978, $1,000. Now, if it costs $1,000 today, it's 2021. Yeah, think how much inflation over that period of time. Anyways, they they went bankrupt twice, but eventually American Airlines picked, them all, picked up the assets in 2001. Compact computer. Okay, how about Hummer? Do you remember Hummer? 
the Humvee military vehicle. Hummers had a cult falling uh, for off-road vehicle lovers before GM shut the brand down in 2010. The gas-guzzling vehicles had sales problems when gas prices rose to $4 a gallon. Now, sales of the Hummer dropped from 27,000 vehicles in 2008 to just 9,000 in 2009. GM, GM discontinued the brand after a deal to sell it to the Chinese company fell through. So, I can tell you a number of others that I remember, but those are some of the bigger ones and names you, I'm sure you remember. So don't ever think buying a stock, oh, this will do really good. I'm going to hold this forever. Well, TWA, Compact Computers, would you have done, you know, see, Borders, Borders, you got to keep an eye on the competition. What are they doing? Are they, is it going to destroy the company you own? That's one of the things your job, your job as an investor is to keep an eye out for anything that will destroy your company. Competition is the first list, the first one on the list. Justin and I have told you many times that we get questions from all across America and all over the world. Next up, we'll, pay, we'll play a question from a listener in South Korea. Hi, I have a question for Invest Talk. I'm a longtime listener. I'm in Seoul, South Korea, and I love your podcast. I wanted to get your advice on a semiconductor testing company called Kohu. The ticker symbol is C-O-H-U. I was wondering if you think it's a good time to enter. It hasn't been doing very well lately. Anyway, just would love your advice on it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, so it's C-O-H-U, everybody. Uh, it's South Korean Kohu Inc. Manufacturing develops equipment capable of handling uh, a wide range of integrated circuits and other peripheral type things. Uh, sales growth has been pretty strong in the last couple of quarters. Uh, three quarters ago, sales growth was 5%. Two quarters ago, December quarter, it was 42%. In the March quarter, it was 62%. So we should be getting the new new sales numbers here quite soon. They're going to make they make they're going to make this year $3.12. Last year they only made $1.19 per share. Next year is $3.34. And it's a $36 stock. So that tells you at $3.34 the stock is what? 11.12 and the range is from nine to three, two hundred and thirty. So that's because it made nine cents a share in two thousand nineteen. Um, so you know, it had a really good run. Got up to fifty bucks. It's now thirty six. So should you be buying it? Is it is this a pullback, or is this you know something worse? Well, I think I think you're a little late to the party here. It does have strong support at about $33.50. So, you know, that might be, it might be a good place to pick up, pick it up. But I I don't see it going above 50. That would be very surprising if it did that. And not because the sales aren't good or the numbers aren't good. It's because, you know, it went up to 50 based on the projections of those sales and earnings. So it's already made that run. Now you're hoping that I just go back and revisit the highs. Anyways. Hello, I'm a new subscriber to your show and a new personal investor over the past six months. Uh, I am a resident doctor in New York and have saved about 20K, 20K over the pandemic that I invested about six months ago that has grown to about 37K. So that's very good, right? 
Now I have 200K in student loans that are in forbearance through, two, through September thir- 2030. I have an income-driven repayment plan for which I would pay $500 per month. My interest rate would be about 4.7% if I stick to the prepayment plan. My total would be about 200 to 240K over 20 years. So he's got this student debt becoming a doctor. It's not cheap. Okay? This is all complicated by the fact that my yearly income will jump 250000 for about, you know, 40, 60% of the working year when I finally leave residency in July 2022. I expect to have the majority of this uh, for various reasons. I do imagine that there are others who are in similar loan situation, so I appreciate some advice. Okay, so you have student loans. So student loan is pretty cheap at 4.74%. Well, that's right on the cusp in my mind that you need to pay that down faster because, you know, that's kind of expensive, but can you use the money in the market? The only way I would... Try probably not accelerate paying it down as I put money in a retirement account where there, I get to have at least the tax deduction, which will help me with the, you know, in the investment. So I have the tax deduction and the possibility of it going up higher. But when I'm paying almost 5% for the loan, 4.74 or 75, 4.74%, you know, and this market, you know, that's fairly low mortgage, a low loan rate interest rate, but it's kind of on the cusp of, in my mind, should I pay that down faster? So I, I'd really have to get into it with you and get a lot more details before I can answer that. But if you're paying more than 5% of the loan, you really want to pay that down. Because if you get rid of it, that's like, since you don't have to pay it anymore, that's like earning 5%. You don't have to pay it. You know, so the market is risky. It can earn more than that. It really can. But you got to take the risk. Sometimes the risk it doesn't reward you much. You got to be careful. Okay? Um, let's see. 888 chart 888 is our number. Um, as you are, are, are you on track for saving for retirement? Are you on track? Okay, so this is a formula that is easily to calculate for you, for people. If you're 50 years old, you should have six times your annual rate. So if you make $100,000 a year, you should have $600,000 in investments. If you're 55, it should be seven times. If you're 60 years old, it should be eight times. If you're 67, which is full retirement age, you should have 10 times your annual salary, you know, invested. So you can have a comfortable retirement. Now, of course, these numbers vary. Where do you live? How expensive it is to where you live? What's your lifestyle? How much are you going to spend in retirement? So there's other questions, but this is a good rule of thumb and easy easy for you to calculate. Okay, 888-99-CHARTER is our number, 888-992-4278. And here's a voicemail that came in earlier. Hey guys, how you doing? My name is Ryan from Wallenford. Listen to you guys share daily, and I subscribe to the newsletter. Recently, you guys suggested Playboy, and I believe 
you know, was mentioned in the newsletter and on the podcast. And over the past few days, I mean, it's been crashing almost 15%. Do you guys have an explanation for the reason why Playboy is crashing? We'd love to hear you guys answer if you can explain this. Thank you very much. Bye. Okay, Playboy, uh, we like the brand, very recognizable brand, and we thought it would have a run, and it did. Um, provides products and services experience related to pleasure and leisure via flagship brand Playboy magazine, but it's branching out into many other fields, you know, other than that. So we thought that the brand name is the most recognizable brand name in the world. So um, we still own it. Don't think we don't. We still own it in one or two of our managed accounts. Um, the sales are growing. Uh, the most, this is the last four quarters, 83%, 83%, 118%, and the most recent quarter, 34%. Okay? So that should tell you it's had a really strong move up at from eight, $10 or so all the way up to 60 Now it's back to 30 29 So is it finding support? You know, did it break support? Uh, there was some port at $35. It broke that. Now it's at $29, $30. Had a nice update today, but it made up all its down movement yesterday. So is there a reason? Probably no specific reason. Sales are still very strong. So And profits are moving up fast. Profits were up 900% the last quarter. Still, profits are low. So it's, it's, it's not a value play. It's not. It's a growth play. Growth plays means more volatility. Okay, um, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278 is our number. So, we are already into the third quarter, everybody. 2021 feels like it's moving pretty fast. So, that's one reason I think it's smart to slow down for a minute and reflect on where we are. So, on... Almost every podcast, I'd like to reserve a minute or so to remind listeners about some of the benefits that uh, Justin Klein and I can offer you at KPP Financial. Uh, we are based in Irvine, which is in Orange County, between L.A. and San Diego County, Orange County, California. Um, here on Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success. And how do we implement that? Well, we have unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same thing, same price, same stocks for our clients as we do for ourselves, all at the same time. Same percentage, same everything. So my performance is equates to the client's performance. Um, so I, I really encourage you to take advantage of our free portfolio review and assessment. Uh, we try to do this for anybody who asks. It's free, completely free, no obligation of any kind. Uh, you can send us an email. Uh, through our website, KPP Financial, or investtalk.com. Either way, um, you can call our our offices in Irvine, California. And I think after speaking to me or Justin for about ten minutes, you'll realize that you know we're really we really want to help you. We are, we are different a little bit. We buy the same things on the same as, as our clients. We talk a more down to earth uh, method of investing. We don't. Yeah, there's no hype. I don't like the hype. We don't do that. Okay? And we really can help you, and we want to help you. 
Okay, next up, a question from a listener in Pittsburgh on InvestTalk.com. Hi, guys. Kate calling from Pittsburgh. I'm looking into some large blend ETFs. I plan to hold on to these for a long time. I'm currently looking into the ticker symbol DIA and the iShares Russell ticker symbol IWV. I'd love to get your opinions about both funds and good entry points for both. Thanks for all your help. Love the podcast. Okay, DIA is no more than the Dow Jones Industrial 30. Okay, it's the ETF for the Dow Jones Industrial 30. So an entry point is anytime you get a pullback, you know, for for that. And, you know, yesterday was, I don't know if we consider one day down as a pullback, even though it recovered today. We'll see how it goes the rest of the week. Uh, the DIA is selling for $345.08. Uh, a good entry point is probably around 332 or so. Another one will be about 3 Oh, uh, probably about 312, 313, somewhere in there. Okay, for the other one, IWB, I believe that is the uh, Russell 1000, I think. Yes, it is. Um, so it's a Russell 1000 index, so it has 1,000 stocks in it. Uh, it is more of a techie kind of in, uh, index. Uh, let's see. Pullback for that one to enter is... Well, yesterday would have been a good day, a good time. That's right at the 20-day moving average. Um, I think a pullback. It's at 243 now, so a pullback to maybe 234, 235, somewhere in there, probably a good entry point. Okay. Thank you for the question. Appreciate that. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here: to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888. 99 chart. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. All right, 888-99-CHART. We're going to go to Ritosh in San Jose. How you doing, Ritosh? Hey, doing good. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys, uh, all your work. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I got a question on AD&T. Um, I am a, a current holder for uh, for the stock. Uh, a little underwater, but probably with the dividends um, might might end up uh, a little bit in uh, positive. But uh, I just wanted to know your thoughts on the company. Uh, there were there were talks about uh, the company being uh, going for a split, uh, uh, and with that will go the dividends uh, as well. The dividends would be reduced by about fifty percent or so. Uh, I was thinking, should I uh, keep it? Uh, should I move to Verizon or T-Mobile? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I would keep it. AT&T, everybody, uh, provides local exchange, long-distance network access, wireless services, just like Verizon does. AT&T is paying, uh, paying out a pretty decent dividend. The question is, will they keep that dividend? I mean, they will pay a dividend. We know that. that that's not even a doubt. But they spun off, you know, uh, what was it Time Warner from them. And we're not sure exactly how that's going to impact them. But they're at the low of their range, um, as stock price wise, 
around $28 to is kind of the lowest in that area that they, they go. And they go into the, they go up to the, like the mid to high 30s and then back down. And they've been doing that for years. So I, I think it's an opportunity. Now, should you buy Verizon instead? Well, Verizon is also a very good company. Uh, I, I, I think they're about equal as far as quality and size and strength. Verizon might have the edge on better growth prospects, but both of them are not growth companies. You're not going to get growth from either one of them, really. So, but if I, I, I you know, I would, I would hold on to it. I, I don't think, I don't think I would sell it. We own it in some of our managed accounts, and we love it. We love the dividend because we think they'll still be paying a nice dividend no matter what happens. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Um, are you considered middle class? I'm talking about from a financial point of view. Are you middle class? So what is defined as middle class, okay? And, you know, I won't go into all the details that make that definition other than salary, okay? And it's important for you to know where you stand. I am not going to give you every state, but I'll give you some, some very low-cost states and some high-cost states. Okay, Alabama, for instance, pretty low. For a family of two, if you make between thirty-seven thousand and one hundred ten thousand, you're in middle class. That's the middle class range. Pretty wide range, but that's the middle class. If it's a family of four, it's fifty-two thousand to one hundred fifty-six thousand. That's Alabama. If in Arizona, which is a little bit higher, kind of in the you know still a pretty low place, low cost place to live, forty-two thousand to one hundred twenty-six for a family of two, fifty-three thousand. To 158,000, just a little bit more than Alabama, but not much for a family of four. Now, California, high cost area. 50,000 to 149,000 for a family of two and a family of four, 62,000 to 187,000. Florida, another low cost. Family of two, 38,000 to 118, that's middle class. And family of four, 51,000 to 154. How How about Hawaii? Hawaii, which is super high cost, right? Well, it's not, it's fifty one family of two, fifty one thousand to one hundred fifty three, and a family of of uh, four, sixty nine thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand. Massachusetts, another super high cost, fifty four thousand to one hundred sixty two for two, and eighty four thousand to one hundred two hundred fifty thousand for four. So. A little bit higher for Massachusetts on the low end for a family of four than Hawaii. Than Hawaii, those are all middle class. And when government talks about raising taxes, they have to go to these people. They are going to the middle class. Even when they say, "Well, we want to tax the rich," the rich and anybody. I've been doing this. For, I've been watching this for so many years. Anytime they want to tax the rich, watch your wallet. If you're in the middle class, they're talking about you. That's what they're talking about. If they really were talking about the wealthy people that need to pay taxes, that don't pay income tax because they don't take income in a normal sense like you and I, they should be talking about a wealth tax, not raising the income tax. That's really what they should be. Okay, I'm Steve Peasley. This completes another InvestTalk program. Justin Klein and I thank you very much for being with us, listening to us. Get your InvestTalk downloads anytime. iTunes, Google Play, 
Spotify and investtalk.com. You can browse by topic. We've been saying that for a while. So please do. Market volatility, Chinese stock concerns, health savings accounts, topic. We can talk it. Browse our, our um, podcast. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor.